Welcome back to another episode, The Long and Short of It, with uh, Jim Long. Good morning, Jim. Morning, Jim. So the U.S. market hog numbers continue to lower. You wrote about that uh, in this week's commentary. Can you recap that with us again, please? Sure. Um, well, USDA report projected or stated that the inventory was going to be lower year over year and significantly lower than two years ago, up to approximately 5 million pigs less in inventory than two years ago. And so far since first September, the kill has been tracked lower. And just as significantly the weight the pigs are lower, it's the latest report I've seen, they're three, at least three pounds lower than they were a year ago. So that's an indication less pigs and they're not having their lighter weight. So the inventory report showing less pigs looks like it's accurate to me. So what's happening in China? Let's let's talk about China, then get to Poland. China, the price of pigs just keeps going up. The uh, Chinese have been announced and pork reserves being released to try to temper the price of pigs since the first part of September. And every week, the price keeps going up. The liquidation that we talked about for several months is coming home to roost. It already had started, but it's even coming up more. When people lose over $100 a head for month upon month upon month, you end up with less pigs. It's just the way the world works in the pig industry. Now they got less pigs. The price of pigs now versus the first part of April are about $60 U.S. a head more. It's a lot of money. They were losing $100 a head. Now they're making $150 a head. They report in China that people are hoarding pigs. A pig right today is approaching $500. You think people are holding on to them? Like that, it's just ludicrous, some of the logic. The fact is they don't have the pig. And that's the only way, you know, they're releasing pork. Kind of what listening to the news today and the U.S. administration is releasing all reserves to try to hold down the gas price. In China, they have pork reserves to hold down things. Obviously, pork's a lot more important in China than it is in the U.S. because I've never heard about pork reserves being released in the U.S. to hold the price down. But, you know, the thing is, the price is going up. And the only way that they're going to even temper it further is bringing imports. I was talking to a, a meat trader that I know that has offices in China. And last couple of weeks, Chinese are coming back into the market not only for variety meat, but looking for muscle meat. It's a reality. They're going to buy. They're going to buy from around the world. And whatever pork goes to China won't be in every other market. So we're going to see we're going to see more imports to China. And it's going to be very supportive to the global pig price. Can you talk a little bit about the Clearwater RWA farm tour? I saw a video with Jordan Craig, and we've talked about it before, but just can you summarize that? video of a customer of ours, um, Finner. They're raised without antibiotics. And if you watch the video, it goes from beginning to end showing the results, the fact that they're able to get very high production, well over 30 pigs per cell, and very low wean to finish mortality with high growth rate without using any antibiotics. And the herd isn't a high health herd. It shows, shows the ability of Genesis due to our robustness and high appetite 
So let's let's wrap up with the taste of pork. So we all eat food and we want to enjoy the taste of pork. So you you keep touching on it and it makes sense if we if pork tastes better, people will buy more pork, we'll sell more product. And you had an example of a customer that had a pork chop at uh, Morton Steakhouse. So give me your take again on on that experience or just better tasting pork in general. You know, we had some visitors in in the in our offices last week. We're visiting our farms from Asia. They had been in Chicago prior to visiting us, and uh, we went to Morton Steakhouse. And the principal ordered a pork chop. It arrived. He ate it. Started eating it. He didn't like it. It wasn't good. Then it died. They brought another one. Disappointed again decided to eat it because he didn't think there was going to be anything any better. It's a really an indication of the challenge we have in the industry. The pork chop was $40. Plus, you know, in those, those fancy steakhouses, you know, you get to pay for your potato, you get to pay for everything else on top of the $40. Here was somebody ready to invest that sort of money and a product that was delivered, pork that was delivered, didn't give them a good eating experience. It isn't how we're going to grow this business. We have to figure out how to deliver satisfaction to the consumers. That's what will drive demand. And it's really disappointing. I know myself, I won't order a pork chop in a restaurant because I'm, I, I'm been, I've been disappointed so many times by the taste that I just I know if I order it and I eat it, I'll just be mad. So it's best I don't order it. It's like you go to a lot of pork meetings, people are eating beef. Why? Because they don't have trust in the taste. It's a damnation of our industry. We need to think through how we deliver a better product to the consumer, and we can do it. We have to deliver more higher marbled pork and redder pork. We need to be producing pork like beef, not like chicken. We made such a mistake as an industry to chase chicken with the other white meat program. When beef, how we sold for more money. Whoever branded something to a cheaper product? It's the most backward marketing program in the history of advertising and marketing almost. To brand to a cheaper product? Beef is the premium product. Well, that's who we should be chasing. It sells a steaks. You know, you go to a retail store, steaks are significantly higher than pork. People will pay more money for a better eating experience. We have to figure out how to do it. And we have the tools, we have the genetics to get it done. I I, I guess I'm, I'm beating the drum and I'll continue to beat the drum because I see it's an ability, it, it's, a, it's a doorway for us to create, to make greater demand for our, for our industry. And some of this ties in with the Jersey Red Duroc. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, everybody's got their self-interest. We've worked for 24 years to develop better pork, and our Jersey Red Duroc is the pinnacle of that. And, you know, 24 years of work, yeah, we should have something better than anybody else, and we did. We'll win every taste test. And we have a competitive cost of production. And the, the product is there to, to drive this demand forward. And we've got people around the world we got retailers asking for better tasting pork. That's what's going to drive it. It'll be the retailers. It'll be the food service that says enough is enough. We need 
better tasting pork. You saw that opportunity several years ago. You've been working on that product and you continue to 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 drive that innovation. We believe in it. We believe in it. It's in our DNA. Thanks for joining us today, Jim, and 